trains don't flow. John Sewer, we get the job done. Boston has a proud history, but with history comes age, and with age comes unique issues, especially in your plumbing. John Sewer is a local company with over 40 years' experience solving Boston's unique drain issues. Find them today at johnsewer.com. John Sewer, we get the job done. B-Pod Studios. The Felger and Maz podcast is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Now, the show you'll be talking about. That was not me hemming and hawing. In therapy. Socks! Socks, socks, stupid socks. It's Felger and Maz, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook on 98.5 The Sports Hub. I'll start, Bill, okay. kind of a thought on where you are uh, emotionally with this, with this offense. Are you frustrated, disappointed? What's your level at right now? Absolutely. There's always a level of frustration. You know, we just had a really good meeting. You know, look, we're, we're all trying to do the right things. We, we have to do them better. You've heard this for years. Uh, we have to coach the details better. We have to coach better. Uh, we have to, at times, we have to execute better. We have to be a lot more consistent uh, in what we do. There's, there's times, like I've said, where we show glimpses of being very few times. I get it in the last two weeks, but of showing glimpses of what we can be. But, um, you know, it's not enough. And so we, we have to be more consistent in what we're doing on the practice field as coaches and players, and that's really what we're working hard. There's a lot of season left. You know, there's a lot of season left, and, uh, you know, there's always obituaries being written, but, you know, there's a lot of football to be played. So let's see if we can get better. And I think the NFL is always about who can improve the fastest. We have a long way to go, don't get me wrong, but, uh, you know, hopefully we can get there. Patriots offensive coordinator Bill O'Brien with an assessment of the team as it stands today and going forward for the rest of the season. Welcome into Felger Mass here on Tuesday, October 10th from our Town for Tire Studios in Waltham. We're brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook on 98.5 The Sports Hub. Here on 98.5 The Sports Hub. Uh, and again, uh, simulcast across New England and the country on NBC Sports Boston. Greg Bedard of the Boston Sports Journal joins us for a big boy Tuesday. Hi, Greg. Hi, fellas. Where do you think we're at today? What's your assessment of the team? There was Bill O'Brien's. What's yours? They need a hard reset, uh, you know, especially on offense. But, I mean, nothing's really working on this team. I mean, you know, the defense has been okay. I was a little bit alarmed in this game, the first game without Matthew Judon. They got, like, next to no pressure in this game, despite blitzing a ton. Uh, so that gets sort of plastered over uh, in a game like this. Special teams has been terrible. Uh, probably the worst special teams unit in the league. And on offense, just, you know, nothing's working. And um, I, I certainly, you can certainly make the case that Mac Jones should be on the bench. You can absolutely do that. The Dallas game, you know, okay, a one-off sort of thing, gets sped up. Seen it before. It's happened to everybody, happened to Brady. But, you know, this game there were plays to be made, like, for example, but, you know, there's a lot of things wrong on this offense, a lot, especially the offensive line, the weapons, like, none of it works. And and I thought, like, the play that really showed something to me was the second play of the game, okay? So they come out and they rush for, what was it, Uh, eight yards, okay? Second and two, they call a, uh, you know, a pretty simple play. Now, the Saints looked like they were in zone coverage. No one went with Juju in motion. 
And so you think it was zone. It was actually man-to-man. So, you know, good job by the Saints. So Juju is in the right slot. He 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 doesn't sense that it's man, so he just runs a button hook. But the thing is, is like it wasn't timed up with max drop. I don't know if he ran the right route. And on top of that, and this happened a few times in this game, it was a terrible, terrible route. He was so slow coming off the line. Like, that is a staple. Make it easy for the quarterback in this offense play that they have been running for years. Just a little button hook by the slot. And he comes off slow off the line. He's got no juice. So Tyron Matthew, Honey Badger, is in man coverage against him. And he doesn't threaten going up the field. So Honey Badger gets ready to jump that. Max sees him take a couple steps like he's going to jump it. So Max's like, well, I don't want to throw it there. So then he just basically throws it away up top. He goes up top to Bourne and overthrows him. I mean, overthrow. I mean, he was covered. There was nothing open on the play. And the same with the third down play to Hunter Henry. It was basically, you know, he had to be perfect. And and, in his state of mind, especially early in that game, like he's not ready to make that throw after what happened the game before. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, you need to make it very very simple. And, you know, they don't have a slot receiver. They suck at slot, slot receiver. Juju is terrible. I don't know what he looked like in the I mean, I didn't see much from him in the summer. I know people around the team said that he looked good in the summer. But the knees flared up on him. He is awful. Demario Douglas got a chance to run a, a, a slot return route. Same, same pattern that Troy Brown, who coaches this unit, Wes Welker, Julian Edelman have been running for years where you could just count on it. If you're the quarterback, you're like, I don't know if I don't know if whether we can get open, whether we can move the ball, but I can go to Jules or Wes here and just get a completion and move the chains. And Demario Douglas comes off and you know he he goes inside and he fakes and he's he's like looking the whole time. And he doesn't push off. That's when he was looking for a flag that route. You know, there's no third down back to just check it down to somebody like it's everything is incredibly hard for this team and I'm not making excuses for Mac Jones he was bad in this game and if you wanted to say we're moving on to somebody else Will Greer not Bailey Zappi he was worse in this game but we're, we're moving on I okay I'm on board I'm fine with it after this game but just where they are as a unit, they they can't block, they can't run block, they can't pass block, they can't get out. They there's nothing easy open for the quarterback, and it's just it's a disaster. And they need to they need to reset. They need to go back to basic. I don't care if they run the first 15 snaps of the next game. They need to do something like that. Do you sense Mac Jones and his teammates? Uh, there's a lack of trust there, or Mac losing the team, and you know, for lack of a better uh, term, a little bit. Yeah, there there has to be work done there. I mean, Hunter Henry on uh the pick six, you could see him on the on the coach's film with his hands up. Like it, first of all, Hunter Henry was open on the play. I don't know why Mac didn't throw it to him. He should have. Should have just put it on him. And then he climbs the pocket and he gets hit and you know, Hunter Henry basically looked like WTF. Like I was open. Like what are we we just talked about not turning the ball over and putting points on the board for the other team, and you just did it, and you didn't need to do it. And then, you know, also after the fumble, the pitch, you know, basically Trent Brown and Hunter Hunter Henry both just stood up and walked off, like unstrapped their helmets, like, you got to be effing kidding me. Like, this is this is a joke. So, yeah, there's, there's work to be done there, and 
I don't know how they fix it, but, you know, Bill and Bill O'Brien, you know, have to get with those guys and have to get them on board and be like, look, we're pulling in the same direction. This is why we're sticking with Mac. This is why we're doing the things that we're doing, and we're going to see good results. Okay, we're going to talk football with Greg, with you. 617-779-0985. Mike Reese was just on with Zolak and Bertrand. You can catch the full uh, stint, the full hour when it's posted on 985thesportshub.com or the app. And it felt to me like Reese was speaking from an informed point of view uh, when he said, and if he wasn't, he wasn't. It just sounded that way. And knowing Mike, maybe it is. But they are going back to Mac Jones this week. That's what was determined. Bill Belichick uh, gave everybody the day off yesterday so the coaches could get together and get their minds together on that decision specifically. And they decided they would go back to Mac Jones. One more time, though, double secret probation. That's me talking, not Mike, but one more mistake and that's it. So kind of a final warning. If there was a better backup option, they would use it, but they don't feel they have it. At some point, I thought Mike was even talking about Will Greer over Bailey Zappi. So that's where they stand. It's a, it's the a last chance, the, 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 uh, the final stand for Mac Jones and this offense. Your thoughts if that's actually what went down? Well, I know there are people, some people in the building who are asking the question, um, you know, probably a leading question, saying is, is the offense broken be- because of Mac or is it just broken? And those are the questions being asked. I mean, you there are certain certainly evidence there that you can say it's Mac, but there, to me, there are so many things wrong with the offense that I don't think you can do that um, at this time. For me, I, I agree with giving it one more try because, you know, we've talked about it before, but the schedule five games in the season, it's been extremely difficult um, for the offense, for Mac Jones with all the pressure that they've been under. And you, I think you asked, the question yesterday, and you talked about, well, you know, the first three games, you know, well, not, first, not two, bad. first two, first they two, com- they competed is what I was talking about. The compete level really. Yeah. Oh, and they won the third game, right? Yep. I mean, you know, they found a way to win, but you, you want to know what's different about these two games. And I know you're talking about the, the, the lopsided score and what's going on. Like, you know, that sort of thing. But I mean, to me as from watching the film, I draw a direct, direct line with the pressure. The pressure has ratcheted up every single week. Now, I don't think pressure was a huge deal in this game, even though the numbers, it was up over 40%. But I didn't think it was a huge deal because I do think that there are plays to be made. But, I mean, the Cowboys game was off the charts in terms of pressure, and I just think that's that's real. I, I think that, yeah, I think that if, I think Max on a very short leash, what I didn't, I didn't want to see Zappy get a chance in this game because it's the first breather against the defense that they've had. It would be similar to putting him in against the Browns and the Lions last year. I mean, everyone's like, oh, well, look at the offense. And look, Yeah, because those teams sucked. I mean, they were awful on defense at that, at that time. So, yeah, Bailey made it look easy because those defenses were easy. The Raiders, you have to worry about Max Crosby, but they're really not a good defense. They should be able to run the ball on this team. There should be things open. We'll see if Hobbs, the cornerback, is back this week or not. But this is a chance. It's 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 more of an even matchup in this game between the Patriots' offensive line and offense in general against the Raiders' defensive line and defense in general. It's more of an even matchup. They have been going uphill 
the first five weeks. And, you know, we'll see. If they don't – if Mac's not better this week, if they're not better this week, then, yeah, I think he's done. Okay. I mean, when I was watching the film in the first uh, – about at halftime, I was like, yeah, I think he's done. So these are sort of the week-to-week smaller picture things, a little more micro. Uh, callers, Greg, are going to want to go macro and look at it from 10,000 feet, and Belichick's done, and Mac Jones is done, and they should tank, or they should bring in this guy. They should blow it up. They should do this. Where do you stand on all that big picture stuff? I know it's generally not your focus, but it will come up today. So just where are you on all that? Is this over? Is the whole thing over? Do they need to blow the whole thing up? Well, I mean, you know, my stock answer is, you know, I want to see the full the full season, and then we'll see. I mean, because, you know, anything can happen. I mean, they could lose this week, and it could go down the tubes. You know, I don't know. But if, say, they're in the 6-11, and 7-10 and 10 range, and they're not appreciably better things don't get better on the offensive line um you know i i I think that i think that bill probably needs to go i mean i think they just need a change i mean basically the roots of the problems on this team are personnel they are like you could say the defense is good but i mean even if you look at the defense look Jawan bentley and jelani tavai are good solid players okay but they have nothing on the second level. When the Patriots played, you know, good defense, championship-level defense, it was Dante Hightower, Jamie Collins, guys like that. Kyle Mannoy made plays. These guys don't make plays. You know, it, safety is a freaking disaster at this point, free safety. I mean, it's just so many things have been let go personnel-wise. And and big reason why I picked them 7-10 and 10 coming into this year is because the margin of error, because they don't have top talent, it's so small that if anything wrong happened, they were going to go down the tubes. A lot of wrong things have happened as far as injuries and, and, and other things. So to me, I think the whole program needs a reset. And look, that could be as simple as Gerard Mayo and his hand-picked personnel guy just bringing this operation into the modern age. That could be it. But I think Bill's way of doing things and – defense and special teams and I just want you know a bunch of good solid players I just don't think it works anymore I just don't next not without you know the elite quarterback you know you you get Caleb Williams number one overall and he's Patrick Mahomes okay fine it probably does work but I think you know Bill Bill's methodology has gotten exposed without Tom Brady here all right off and running big picture small picture whatever you want calls with Bedard right after this you're listening to Felger and Maz on the Sports Hub. Get great fall savings on all your home care and entertaining needs during the fall home care event at Shaw's and Star Market. Head into Shaw's and Star Market and get deals on products like Clorox disinfecting wipes, Swiffer wet mopping cloths, Lysol all-purpose cleaner, Swiffer wet jet mopping pads, Mr. Clean multi-surface cleaner, or Lysol power toilet bowl cleaner. Visit Shaw's or StarMarket.com or head into your local store for more details. Offers expire October 31st. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Exactly what was it you heard? It's Belger and Mads, oh. 98.5 The Sports Hub. Do you anticipate, do you anticipate Mac being the starter this Sunday? I do, I do, yeah. You don't believe that maybe just a mental break after the last two weeks might be something that could benefit Mac? No, there's no time for mental breaks. Those are on your days off, I guess. You can take a little mental break, but it's, it's the grind of the season, you know, 
in order to be in this league um, as a coach, as a player, as anybody in this league, you have to be mentally tough. There's a grind. There's a grind that goes to the league, um, and it's a 17-week grind, and, you know, we all have to be mentally tough, you know. Uh, the sun came up today, and we're going to practice and, and today, and we're going to, you know, get after it and be fundamentally sound today and see, see what happens tomorrow, one day at a time. O'Brien's saying today he anticipates Mac Jones being the starter. And again, if you listen to Mike Reese, he doesn't think there was any parsing of words there, leaving himself an out. Antici- well, I anticipated he was going to start, but we went with the other guy. No, no, that that's what they decided. They got together in meetings yesterday, and that's what they decided. So that's, uh, I don't know, maybe your headline at this hour, if that's the case. Otherwise, calls with Bedard, as promised. Sean in Salem, lead us off. Yeah, you know, one of the dozens of issues start with game plan and even the coin toss. Sorry, Felga, the days of deferring are over. Over the past five years in the NFL, the first team that scores wins 76% of the games, and these young coaches understand the advantage of playing with the lead, right? But not Phil. Think about this. Mac Jones played in 21 non-division games. Only twice they started on offense. 21 versus Carolina in the Brady game. He still, Bill still wants to start every game on defense, park the bus on offense. They don't score in the first quarter, and their opponents are happy to take the ball and get this team playing from behind. Bill can still be one of the best coaches in the NFL playing with the lead, but he hasn't shown the willingness to change. And just Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll stop you there. Uh, it's interesting. I, I still would defer every time. I love the double score thing because I think of it offensively, but maybe Bill's thinking of it defensively. And the whole his whole approach, like big picture and small picture, which is we'll throw it out there, see how a game's being played, we'll adjust, they won't, we'll figure it out by the end, and they won't. And like that's how they handle their seasons, that's how they handle their off seasons, that's how they handle each individual game. So I hear you on that. Maybe I'm behind the times too. I still like the double score. Well, at this stage, I would say it might be worth trying something different, even if it's just once. Yeah, because they can't get a lead. And Mike, the double score thing, I generally agree with the premise. But they don't have the they don't have the offense to control the time in the middle of the game to execute it. You know what I mean? How many times have they really pulled it off? Yeah, since, that's true, right? They they can't pull it off anymore. What about their starts, Greg? I haven't liked them on either side of the ball. I mean, even in this game, the Saints were going down the field, and you know they they uh, they took a sack on the first drive to take themselves out of field goal range. They took a penalty on the second to take themselves out of field goal range. Like, they were in your side of the field on both their opening drives. Yeah, and I don't think the Saints were sharp in this game. There there were a lot of penalties. You know, Carr missed some passes. Um, you know, that, that sack on the first uh, drive, the Bentley, that was just – it was awful pass protection. The running back just – the fullback just missed the block. He, he he wasn't even going in the right place. And and then, you know, when they got up big, they just took their foot off the gas and were just running the ball. They just wanted to run clock. And so – I. You know, I haven't liked the starts on defense at all either. I thought they've been way too soft, and, you know, I'm starting to get even more worried about that without, you know, Judon and, and that pass rush. Dan in the car, hi. Hey, guys, how you doing? Listen, I don't think it gets talked about enough. You know, Mac may not be the guy, whatever you want to call it, but Bill has done nothing, nothing to better this team on both sides of the ball. Everyone loves to say the defense is so good. We can't guard a stick. Okay, and the offense is so piss poor. I mean, I was at the Dallas game. I was at this game. There's no adjustments. Even when they're down 7 nothing, 14 nothing. no one's talking to each other. I don't want a product of Belichick when he's gone because he needs to go. Okay, so has he done nothing to help either side of the ball? Is that fa- I mean, he's 
He's done something on defense. Oh, no, no. He's helped the defense. He hasn't had anything to help the quarterback. And, Greg, what I was going to ask you, even in the first segment, when you, as you broke down this game, mm-hmm. you didn't mention the offensive line. I mean, in fact, you said the, the, the pressure percentage in this game wasn't as bad as Dallas. But it feels to me like your focus on this game was with the receivers and the quarterback. Well, no, I mean, I, I kind of think the, the offensive line is a given at this point. I mean, they, they're awful up front. I mean, you know, uh, Moffey's not ready. Um, he, he easily got tripped up by, uh, you know, little stunts and twists that, that he should be ready for. And at one point during the game, I saw Belichick went over and lit into him, like telling him, like, you know, this is, you know, this is how you have to deal with it. And, and he, Moffey's now in his own head. You know, things did look a little bit better when Riley Reef went in. So I didn't realize till I was watching the film that Moffey got replaced in the middle of a series. He got benched right after the Demario Douglas deep pass. They took him off the field, put Riley Reef in. I liked what I saw out of Reef, but then Owenu got hurt. He's clearly compromised. He's hobbling around. And so Moffey had to go back in. And right tackle has just been a complete and utter disaster. I mean, you know, Calvin Anderson... Your two big signings in the offseason, Calvin Anderson was a healthy scratch. Riley Reef, about two weeks into camp, they moved him to guard. He was so bad at tackle. Then, you know, Calvin Anderson was even behind Tyrone Wheatley and City So in terms of being inactive in this game. I mean, it's just Trent Brown was, you know, he was fine. He's inconsistent. He's Trent Brown. David Andrews has been good this year for the most part. He's gotten beat, you know, twice inside in the past couple weeks. Uh, but... You know, the offensive line, look, I think everything is on the table, including, you know, Bill's not going to do it. But, look, Adrian Clem needs to be brought up. You know, we talked about it in the offseason. I brought it up. Of course, I get shouted down, like, oh, why are you being negative? Look, the guy the guy didn't last a full season in Pittsburgh as the offensive line coach. Ooh, you're making it up. Go ahead. <laughs> and, uh, you know, while Tomlin said good things about him in the press conference, you know, I talked to people in Pittsburgh and they were just like no they were ready to he he was not going to be back and so they found out he was looking for other jobs in the middle of the season he got one Tomlin's like you can go they were seven seven and one at that point he left they won the last two games made the playoffs and then he lasted one year in Oregon and then came here you know I don't know I'm not in the meetings and and there are so many new faces I mean between rookies and injuries and stuff like that it's hard for me to definitively say he's a bad coach you know, but the pad level isn't good. The execution isn't good. He's the coach. Troy Brown, I think, should also be mentioned. This is now two years where every single game I'm looking at it, they're like, that's a crappy route. That's a crappy route. Like, you know, what is going on on that side of the ball? I mean, everybody should be looked at, you know, in in, in regards to this offense. I mean, the Adrian Clem thing makes you wonder, is the most qualified guy getting that job, or is it just... Well, Bill knows him, so that's why you get the gig. It's it feels like that. I mean, he was the only guy interviewed for the job. Yeah. It was ridiculous. I mean, there were plenty of com- uh, uh, you know good candidates out there, like Mike Devlin, who was Bill O'Brien's offensive line coach for I don't know if it was his entire tenure in Houston, but a long time. He was the, I think he's assistant line coach on the Jets or something like that. But he was there that they could have interviewed somebody that O'Brien knows. O'Brien doesn't know Clem. You know, we don't know whether Clem can teach this Patriots offensive system, the line system. You know, he didn't last very long here as a player. So, I don't know. I mean, look, it none of it is none of it is working on offense. We got Mary in Manchester. Hi, Mary. Hi, Mike. Hi, guys. 
So you know I've been a Mac Jones supporter from the beginning, but even I think we need to part ways at this point. I don't think he's a bad quarterback. I just think he's the wrong quarterback for this team. I think he'd be okay on another team. But it's absolutely clear to me that he's lost the locker room. I don't think the Sauce Gardner thing helped. But even before then, I just don't think that the guys think – in the in, in the locker room that he's the guy and I don't think they want to put themselves out there and protect a guy you know getting killed out there for someone they don't believe in and I don't think he has a lot of allies in there and the one guy he was close to on and off the field Jacoby Myers was traded so I don't think he himself wants to be here and it, it seems pretty apparent to me when he's on the field I don't think we're going to see anything different this weekend okay so if it is Mac Jones what leads us to believe it's going to be different I'll just answer it early success and then they start, you know, that, that that's uh, to start. I, I don't know. It's fragile. It's fragile and it's tenuous and they really aren't building on anything and nothing to draw from. But they make a play early and they come off the field and they feel good about themselves and they go out and they do something else. And now they just like, that's it. That's their only path. They have to have some early success. So I, I disagree with the, you know, Mary said that I, I don't think they've any of these guys have ever believed in Mac Jones, which is basically what she said. You know, guys were really talking well of Mac Jones this summer, like all the guys. And, uh, you know, I, I do think there's a loss in confidence right now. Um, I think that's pretty clear. Um, but, you know, and, and Mac doesn't have much confidence right now. But, you know, to her larger point about, you know, Mac Jones, I think he's a good quarterback. But, He's a system quarterback. I mean, they thought they were they thought they were fitting him into a system here. Just the system completely broke down. I mean, when you when you surround a quarterback with you know basically the land of misfit toys. I mean, Devontae Parker, the Dolphins in the division gave you gladly gave you Devontae Parker. Juju Smith Schuster is broken down. Ty Montgomery is awful and. You know, he's like 34 years old and been on 8 billion teams. Uh, I do like Hunter Henry. Mike Kosicki, again, another division. The Dolphins were happy for him to land in the AFC East. They didn't care. You know, up front, it's just a bunch of different pieces. You know, this all, all of this started when Bill stopped the succession plans in, in different places. And that inc- that includes the quarterback. You know, but look. If you're going to have Mac Jones as your quarterback, you need to understand what his limitations are and what you need to surround him with. And they have done nothing as far as that. So if you want to indict Mac Jones on that and say, you know, he sucks and he's not good enough to be here, you know, that's fine. You know, but there aren't many quarterbacks that would be successful with the state of things right now. Okay, we're off and running with Greg Bedard. Your calls and three up, three down. Coming your way right after the headline. Ready or not. And now it's time for three up. Touchdown, Patriots! Two big throws on this drive by Mac Jones, your quarterback. What a throw on the skinny. I'll take more of this, please. Three down. Put a jacket on him. He don't want to be out here. Sit him down. With Greg Bedard from BostonSportsJournal.com. Three up. I know you're very results-oriented. I get that. Three down. It's a fail all around. Fail, fail, fail. On Felger and Mass on 98.5, the Sports Hub. All right, it's now time for three up, three down with Bedad. Presented by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. Enjoy the game with the original triple distilled, triple blended, and triple cast matured Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. Because when it's game time, it's Tully time. Please drink responsibly. Three up. Ha! 
<laughs> and three down from this game, but let's try. Let's do our jobs. Three up. Go ahead. Number one star, Greg. Lawrence guy. I thought he was really good uh, against the run, getting off blocks. Good game for him. This was no easy task, by the way. I went Jawan Bentley. I thought Bentley showed up right at the beginning of the game right away, and I thought for the most part, overall, they didn't get gouged in the middle of the field on the run. You know, I thought the Saints were able to move the line, and they were, you know, they were able to consistently get three and a half, three, three and a half every time they ran the ball up the middle. But I don't think the Patriots got killed in there, and I thought Bentley was good. Okay, number two. Jelani Tavai. Uh, good, solid game, uh, especially getting off blocks in the run game. I went Duggar. Should have had a pick. Same deal. Nope. You know, you didn't think he was good? Gave up a touchdown. Which one? The Oh, the, the one in the back in the line the to Olave? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I forgot about that one. <laughs> Conveniently, hey, it's tough. Three up. Good. Number uh, three. Riley Reef. I thought he was the I thought he was the best offensive lineman in his playing time, you know, to come off basically off of IR and play like that. I thought he did a good job. Dietrich wise. Again, I thought the defensive interior on the line was pretty good. Okay. Three down. Let's get to it. Mac Jones, uh, my second uh, worst rated game for him uh, after last week, and it's just it's just not good enough. And he has to find a way to get better. He has to he has to slow down. Like even even when there are plays there to be made, he's he's too early. He's rushing things. He needs to. You know, there were a couple throws. Um, the completion to Kendrick Bourne. While you know went for twenty six yards or whatever, like it's it's too much of a lollipop. Like step into it, just throw the ball. And then the Ty Montgomery interception. Originally, I put that on Montgomery. I split it between the two of them. I'm I'm glad you said it this. was it was way too much of a lollipop. He he just he again he he's throwing flat footed. His his mechanics are bad. Like just throw the freaking ball. Right, drive it in there in stride, and you know he's not. He's not in that position where the ball's getting stripped. I, I'm glad you said no, that. No, if he if he if he throws the ball harder, the safety's not there. He had all the, the safety saw it. Reddit had all day to get there and make the jarring hit. Trent Brown, I disagree with Greg. I thought he was god awful in this game. There were a number of plays where he just flat out gave up. Number have we at number two or number three? I'm losing track. Antonio Maffi. It just it's uh, it's gotten too fast for him. He needs to sit, but I don't know health wise between Cole Strange. And Awenu, whether that's possible this week. How many guards can they sit at once, by the way? Can they? Can they hold <laughs> I went with Mac Jones second. Again, we covered that. Okay, three. So, number three is Juju. He's just, he's terrible. He's he's awful. He should be cut. He, he should be. I mean, you know, I, I don't know what his health status is. You know, obviously he has a concussion now, but as far as his knee. But as far as his on-field play, if he wasn't guaranteed $16 million from this team, he should be cut. But let me also add... Special teams, Zappi, Montgomery, Awenu, Lowe, Phillips, Jackson, and Bentley. Anyone that's else? 11. It's one up, one up, eight down. Yeah, that's what we're doing. I also went Juju. I thought he was awful. I said he yesterday. Three catches, six yards with a long of three. He was useless. Useless. He gives you nothing. Zero. There's also effort questions. Okay. It, team in general, effort, engagement. I, to me, I, Reese again earlier today said he didn't see an effort problem. I respectfully disagree. I think pad level was high on defense. I think offensively, some of the O-Lang that was going on the offensive line, body language, which I know is tough to gauge, but all of it, it just felt like a team that was going through the motions from the first snap. I disagree with you. I agree with Reese. I did not see it on film. It's not there. But, you know, there are, there are some guys that they're, you know, specifically Juju where, you know, people are questioning about his effort. But you didn't say with Trent Brown? 
I looked for it. Trust me. I watched Trent Brown every week looking for, you know, him to start dogging it. And I, I just, I haven't seen it. He's I mean, a bum. Those viral clips of him, like, Olaying guy. I mean, that's just bad blocking. I mean, it's not, I don't think it's effort. It's just, you know, I mean, setting the wrong way. And it just makes you look really bad. I mean, he looked really bad. I mean, I think it goes <laughs> to coaching. I mean, you know, they're. There are all sorts of bad sets, bad pe- pad level on the offensive line. Like they, we are a long way from Dante Scarnecchia. I can tell you that much with this line and the discipline. I mean, I, you know, th- there is a lot more talent potential with this line, you know, compared to some of the lines that Dante had. I mean, I remember when they had like Ryan Wendell and Dan Conley and the, you know, these guys out there, those guys executed, you know, they weren't anything special, but. Scar was able to get the maximum out of these guys. You know, there's there's talent out there. I just don't think there's anybody to, to, to hone it in and develop it. All right, let's get back to the calls with Greg in our long commercial-free segment next. Part of our team. Now, more of the show that gets Boston home. Felger and Mass on 98.5 The Sports Hub. I want to say this one last thing about Mac Jones, because I was talking about this with my dad a little bit over the weekend, right? Mac Jones is a good football player. He knows how to play the position. He is a little bit of a system quarterback. He's not going to be Josh Allen or Mahomes and just hair on fire. I'll make plays happen and throw lasers and all that. But within that, yeah, they're doing a disservice where they they need a you know intricate, detailed system. Uh, I think that's what he would benefit from. But he's going to have to change his throwing motion. He's going to have to change it a little bit. There's no doubt about it. Even there were some throws yesterday where I just go, ball floats in the air too long. Even on the ball that ended up being an interception where it was a bang-bang, you know, hit-and-catch uh, by Ty Montgomery. I mean, he was open. Drive the ball in there and throw it. He's going to have to go back to the lab a little bit, and we've seen other quarterbacks do this. I've seen Mahomes. I just talked to him about it. I've talked to Allen about it. i talked to Joe Burrow about it, where they do we got to make a tweak here to improve my throwing. And I think Matt Mac Jones definitely has to do that because arm strength and some of those game-changing throws you're talking about, they don't happen enough for a guy that was drafted in the top 20. And that's definitely where he can improve his game for sure. Before we go back to the calls, Greg, mechanics on Mac Jones. That was Phil Sims. He's obviously seeing it. Uh, Chris Sims. Talk to his dad, Phil Sims. Uh, Your thoughts on the mechanics of Mac Jones. Where have they gone? Uh, They've gone downhill. I mean... Could I say they were better this week than they were last week? Maybe a little bit, but they're, they're, it's just not good enough. I mean, he's he still has throws where he's uh, parallel to the line of scrimmage. Um, he he's he didn't throw off his back foot as much in this game, but he just threw flat footed. Like, is that an improvement? I don't think so. Um, he's he's got to drive the ball, and he's spooked right now in terms of protection, so he doesn't want to step into it, and he's he's worried about what's going to happen, but sorry, that's the position. you got to do it, so he's got to get over it, and certainly this week, I mean, they're going to have to have some sort of plan for Max Crosby. I don't know what it is. Play with six offensive linemen, put three guys on him. He is unbelievable, um, but Max got to play with more courage in the pocket. He's got to show his guys that he's going to play with courage i think that's part of the uh how do i want to term this the uh, disbelief I, I don't know not just not believing in mac is that he's not playing tough he's got to play tougher in the pocket he's got to take a shot i mean even if he just stands in there and he gets drilled like that shows something to your teammates and he's not doing that and that's a problem any thoughts here maz before i go back to the phones oh, i don't think there's any question he's shell-shocked 
I felt that way last week. My opinion hasn't changed. I think it takes a while for that to go away. He's shell-shocked. He knows he's not going to be protected. All right, Joe in Pittsfield. What do you got, Joe? Yeah, I'm asking Bedard about the offensive line. I honestly think they're not really that good. They're not coached well and everything. It is causing a lot of problems. And you can see it when you're watching the thing on TV, and it drives you nuts. Tell me, tell me how you think they're going to get better with this guy coaching, please. It's a good question. I mean, look, I wrote a column on bostonsportsjournal.com, basically, you know, what I would do if I were Belichick to fix this offense. And job number one is fixing the offensive line. You know, and, and that could mean firing Adrian Clem. I mean, if he's not getting the job done and you have and you can find somebody who can step in that you that you believe in, then bring him in. I'm at least look, I'm not gonna be I don't wanna encourage you know, calls for Dante Skarnecchia to come back because he, he's just not doing that. But I would beg Dante to come in for a week or two as a consultant. Like, just just get a hey, Dante. Just just come out to practice, be in the meeting room, observe, and then give me your give me your notes. But they need to figure out personnel wise what they're going to do on the offensive line, and somebody, whether that's O'Brien or Belichick or. Uh, Joe Judge, somebody needs to be on top of Adrian Clem to make sure they're getting coached up. But that's the biggest problem with this offense. The offensive line is just in shambles. Jake and Andover. Hi, Jake. Yeah, so again, I think you guys are being way too light on this as a whole. Honestly, they're not doing anything this season. I know it's a talk show today. Honestly, I would just look at going getting, getting Kirk Cousins at this point, right? You know, the whole thing that I know Felger hates is hates tanking. So get a non-complete crap bridge guy. He has, no, he has a new con, uh, contract end of the year. Justin Jefferson's hurt. Vikings are going to suck. You can actually get Kirk Cousins this year, not pay him an, a godly amount of money in the next year because he's already got his big contracts, and then reload again for next year with new free agents, new everything else, new offensive linemen, something, because you need an adult in the room. Mac isn't. And every time you guys say he's not tough, Look at Andrew Luck. Look at Joe Burrow. They got destroyed because their offensive line was so bad, but they were able to still stand in there as a man. He has no oh, mental toughness. No. Okay, I'm just going to give you a minute there. The a big picture plan at quarterback, Greg, what would it be for you? Again, this is we're going to get these big picture calls. What do you think? Well, I mean, first of all, you know, you have to determine who's running the program. I mean, you know, and go from there. I mean, talk about the talking about the quarterback is just nonsense to me. Until you address, all right, well, who's who's running things? Who's running personnel? And, you know, what's the plan to fix it? You know, what, you're going to sign a bunch of free agents next year and that's going to work for this team? It doesn't work. It doesn't work in the NFL. Um, but as far as the quarterback, I mean, Would look, you go straight to the rookie? Would you tank and draft one of these kids? And that's the guy. Would you sign a bridge guy? Cousins. I'm not doing a bridge Garoppolo. thing. Uh, Mac Jones, would he be your bridge guy while you draft a guy? Yes, Mac Jones is only making a couple million bucks. He's a starter next year. As soon as the rookie's ready, he's ready. Well, you know, do you have any big picture ideas like that? Mac Jones is here, and you try to get the next guy to draft, and you don't put him in until he's ready to go. What about you trading? play Mac Jones. What about trading for Kyler Murray, potentially? No. Trading for Kyler Murray, trading for Justin Fields. Trading for... Uh, Trey Lance, uh, trading for, I, I don't know, you name the young guy that's sort of flamed out wherever he's at for the second chance. No, do you want, I want to build this the right way. I don't want to put Band-Aids on things. Like, they need a hard reset. I mean, basically what we're going towards, if this goes down the toilet, is a complete hard reset and uh, for this franchise. 
I mean, they have so much cap space next year. They don't have many guys signed. They have a bunch of free agents. They can, to me, it's, and we had talked about this before, you know, coming into this year, the way I looked at it was it looks like Bill told Bill and Kraft came to some sort of agreement like, okay, Bill's back on a year-to-year basis, but you can't touch 2020, 2024 because if this goes down to tubes, we want to reset with somebody. So you bring in the, the, the new coach, he picks the personnel guy, and then I'm drafting a quarterback. I'm bringing him up the way I want to, and Max here until he gets replaced. Could be day one, could be two years from now. I don't know, but that's what I'm doing. I'm not. I'm not interested in these band aids. Like it doesn't. It doesn't work. Like what are you? What are you building? Well, towards? well, you have no choice. Well, uh, bridging. I mean, so Mac Jones in your scenario that you just laid out is the bridge guy until the rookie's ready. Well, what if the bridge guy is just a different bridge guy? I mean, that's not that's not a band aid. That's a bridge. So that's what I think the caller was referring right. to. Right. I'm not, I'm just not putting any assets towards like, you know, getting um Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins or or anybody like that. I'm not I'm not giving up. Well, I mean, what what, what if I, I was there with the Dolphins. Like, you, you're now the Dolphins. When I was there, A.J. Feely was their big. They identified in the offseason. He was a backup in Philly. Big study that Rick Spielman did. Traded a second-round pick and brought in A.J. Feely when they had, you know, Jay Fiedler. And, you know, that just it just keeps going. Well, no, no. It, it's it's that guy and who they draft. Again, just to be clear. It's not like the Dolphins brought in A.J. Feely and drafted a guy two overall. That's the scenario the caller laid out. We brought up, I, I brought up Cousins in the trade yesterday just because I know how the team sort of has operated over the years, which is they'll, bam, they'll hit you over the head with a surprise, and they're not afraid to, when they're done, they're done. You know, when Mac Jones beat out Cam Newton in that training camp, it wasn't just that Cam Newton was a backup. No, no, gone. See you later. When they realized they weren't going to sign Richard Seymour, it wasn't like that. No, bye, traded, gone. You know, so, and it's, I've just sort of seen that boldness and that that sort of thing happen before, so I, I wouldn't rule it out. The thing that keeps Mac Jones here is that he's so damn cheap. Even as a backup, he's cheap at two point seven. That's a good number. So, like, they love a good contract more than anything, more than a good player. So Mac Jones is still a good contract, so that keeps him here. But you know, again, I, I just know how Bill operates. And again, sorry, this presumes that he's got full control and is allowed to do it. But when he had full control, when he's done with you, he's done with you. Bye-bye. I mean, at the least, I think Bill O'Brien is here next year as the offensive coordinator. I don't know who the head coach is, you know, but. So that's another whole thing that I want to get to, Greg. How, okay. How, how possible, how, how um, I mean, is a clean break and a fresh start and a hard reset even possible, given what they already have on staff? I want to get to that. The train to know when the trains don't flow. John Sewer, we get the job done. John Sewer takes clog drains seriously. Their team of technicians is trained to solve any clog or issue in our area's old complex drain systems. John Sewer and Drain are equipped to respond to your emergency fast. Visit johnsewer.com to learn more. John Sewer, we get the job done. B-Pod Studios. To me, the whole thing with the finger under between the legs, antiquated, archaic, and weird. I mean, the whole thing. The Felger Maz podcast is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Unleash your glow at Shaw's and Star Market with your favorite personal care products. Right now at Shaw's and Star Market, get great deals on all your favorite products like Head and Shoulders Base Shampoo, Crest 3D Whitening Toothpaste. 
Listerine Antiseptic Mouthwash, Sensodyne Sensitivity Fresh Toothpaste, Degree Women Antiperspirant Deodorant, or Soft Soap Liquid Hand Soap. Visit Shaw's or StarMarket.com or head into your local Shaw's and Star Market store for more deals and specific details. To me, the whole thing with the finger under between the legs, antiquated, archaic, and weird. I mean, the whole thing is freaking silly. It's Felger and Maz, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook on 98.5 The Sports Hub. Uh, Bill, you said you guys need to start over. Um, Have have you ever had to do that before, five games in the season, just for reference? I mean, is is it something new? Yeah, I've done it before. What, What does that entail, starting over? Starting over. That's good grilling there, uh, Greg. Way to really uh, go after him there. <laughs> I, so I could not hear the second response. Like it was just like because because this microphone thing. I was just like he answered it, and I was just like I had the microphone. And I was handing it back to somebody, and I just kind of had a look on my face, like, uh, yeah, what? I, I couldn't. I I didn't know what he said, so I didn't couldn't ask for follow up. Starting over. <laughs> yeah, he could have told. If you I would have heard that, I would have been like. What does that mean, Bill? Like, he could have told you to go after yourself. You wouldn't have been able to hear it too. Right. Right. Yeah. He probably did. Yeah, I've done it before. In terms of starting over, big picture, the hard reset you're talking about, I, I feel like they may have left themselves a lot of flexibility on the roster with their staff. I feels like they've already told Gerard Mayo he's the guy and have committed to him. It seems like. Okay, and even like Kraft has almost let it slip publicly. For all intents and purposes, he has. Mm-hmm. So never mind what he personal promises he made to Gerard Mayo. Uh, Bill O'Brien isn't here on a one-year commitment. No. To get him here, you know, move his family, do the whole thing. Then I can say, yeah, you're year-to-year, Bill, Billy O'Brien. No, it's this is a couple-year commitment, and we're going to honor it because we're not complete slime balls. So... <laughs> Gerard Mayo ain't going anywhere. Billy O'Brien ain't going anywhere. If Gerard Mayo is here, now what's Matt Grow? If if Bill Belichick doesn't take another job, is Gerard Mayo going to fire Stephen and uh, Brian Belichick? No way. No way. No how. He's not going to do that to Bill. Uh, maybe the Crafts can step in and do it, but I don't know. If Bill goes and takes another job, he takes the kids with him. Fine. But if Belichick doesn't, so like what what what's the path to this hard reset with the whole organization? I don't see it. Well, I think it to me it's more about per- personnel. Like because I think I think personnel just needs a complete overhaul. I mean, I don't even like the defensive personnel, but it's okay. You can get by, you can win games. But I you know, I want Whoever Gerard picks, and it could be Elliot Wolf, it could be Patrick Stewart, who's back here. I, we don't know who he has a good relationship with. You know, maybe maybe it's not Macro. He gets the deference on that. He gets the call. Like I would think so. I I would think that that's probably part of the deal with Gerard. That you know, that's how the crafts basically line things up. I mean, it's the way McDaniel's and Ziegler did it in, mm-hmm. with the Raiders. It's the way that Patricia did it in Detroit. Like that's. They the Patriot way. They didn't do that with Pete, but anyway. Right. They, yeah. But that's what they decided after the whole, yep. you know. But anyways, um, I'm more worried about the personnel. Like, I want somebody in here who goes to Bill O'Brien and say, what do you need? 
and prioritizes that. If he says, I need a slot, I need a third down back, I need, I, you know, you can bring back Hunter Henry on an extension and something dynamic on the outside. That's a place to start, you know, let alone the offensive line. But that's, I want somebody else picking the offensive people. Like, I'm done with this philosophy and Bill, you know, siding over to defense. And even then, he's not, he doesn't have difference makers on that side of the ball. I mean, Judon, Duggar a little bit, but he's fallen off. I, I want somebody who's going to infuse some talent on the offensive side and bring this this team into the current century. All right. We continue with some calls with uh, Greg before we get to 10 questions. How about Max in Boston? Go ahead, Max. Hello, Max. You've been waiting for over an hour, so uh, I, I don't want to drop you because maybe you just walked away. But uh, so I'll leave you on there for a second and come back to you. Here's Seabass in Florida. Hi, Seabass. Do we not have him up? Hello. We'll try it again. How about Paul and Ferryman? Go ahead, Paul. I swear, I, f- I feel like they're not up on the board. Yeah, yeah it's, there's it, some sort of issue. I'm not it, even there's hearing, definitely something there's not no working fuzz. right. I'm not, hearing even, I'm not even hearing the fuzz. You don't hear the fuzz. Zero, okay. no fuzz. So we'll go get some of the key, Keystone cops in here and see what they hey, can I'll do. let me try something here. Yeah, get, get on the hotline to Paris. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, just picking this up, let me know when, when we're good to go. Greg, that, that to me, I, I don't know how hard of a reset we're going to get. I don't know, and... Uh, well, I, look, I have a belief that... I mean, didn't you believe that? I'm sorry to cut you off. That part of the reason you thought Mayo might be next in line was that it keeps the... That Bill likes it because it would keep the... Uh, the apparatus. The apparatus. Yeah, what, what's Ted Johnson's word he always uses, but he uses it in different context. The Eco- biosphere, the uh, ecosphere. The, uh, <laughs> the what ecosystem. The ecosystem, right. <laughs> sorry. The, the ecosystem. And uh, uh, Ted Johnson means it by like sort of the buy-in of the team. That's his ecosystem. Greg used it like the apparatus and the staff that Gerard Mayo keeps everything in place. He keeps, i.e., he keeps Bill Belichick's kids employed. What if you don't want it in place? Well, but well, no, it, no, I understand what you're saying. Belichick wants it in place, and yeah. that's why he was good with Gerard Mayo. Wasn't that your point? Yes, but that was more of. Um, you know, a succession plan where, you know, but that might be gone now. Yeah, What's so, going on this season? Like, if I'm the Crafts, I am empowering Gerard Mayo to be like, you can do whatever you want to do. Like, clear out whatever. Hello? Oh, that was weird. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're not, you're not beholden to anybody. You do whatever you want. I mean, that's what really needs to happen. I believe that's what we're, they're doing. And I believe in Gerard Mayo, or at least as a candidate in, in, you know, thinking about him is that he's, yes, he's similar to Bill and he has beliefs similar to Bill, but he's more of a current, uh, a modern day CEO in terms of, you know, analytics and how he thinks about things. You know, the crafts have talked about his, his business mind and how, you know, he's worked in the private sector. Like, you know, I have really, that's that, what, that's what he is. Yes. That's interesting. I'm not doubting that. I just, I thought him more as defensive coordinator. Who's the head coach. But you think he's got, well, I guess administrative skills, administrative executive skills yeah. to be that kind of head coach. Yeah, that he's he's more like a uh, a young modern day CEO, like a tech yeah. CEO type of guy. That's the way I think the crafts view him. I mean, if I were them, and I know what you said earlier, I I I I would tell Bill, your kids can't stay either. And I understand your point about the sensitivity of it, 
But like what? We're going to leave the spawn of Bill Belichick behind to sort of peer over everybody's shoulder and then introduce the method of like uh, uh, introduce the whole thing of are you talking to your father? Is it you know what? Well, here's a whole nother thing that I would worry about that I think is going to prevent the hard reset is Bill's contract. Zoe was mentioning this today. You know, I've heard it enough to wonder if Bill's got multiple years left at big money and the crafts and NFL owners being the NFL owners. They're, they're, they just don't want Bill to walk out. You know, they just want to pay Bill to go sit on some raft in Bimini. And so, you know, do they kick him upstairs in some sort of role? Like, is it is it going to be hard to disentangle from the whole staff because they're not going to totally disentangle from Bill? Because they're going to pay him anyway, so you're going to do something. And, oh, by the way, we really still aren't all that keen on you taking another job and burning us like that. So... We're we got to pay you, and we got we're going to pay you because we're going to retain your rights. We don't want you going to coach the Commanders next year, so we're going to keep you, but fire your kids. Like I don't know. I get the sense I w- I I would worry that the big reset is just Bill walking out the door and pretty much everything staying the same, meaning personnel, the personnel would, and the coaching staff and the front office. That's all. Yeah, that's that's a fear that I think everyone should have. Oh, then what's the point? Like really? Again, what's the point if it's if if they made this first of all if they made some sort of extended commitment to Bill? Well, shame on them. What are you doing? He's seventy-one years old. You didn't think this was going to happen potentially? They, they did it at a time when they didn't want Bill leveraging them. I mean, this is what Ugh. this is a, it, this is you know what you do when you don't want a star employee to leverage you. You get to him early and you extend him out, so it's always sort of in your hands versus theirs. And uh, they used to, at one point, do that with Brady. He never got into his walk year. You don't let your good personnel get into their walk year. Sure. It's as simple as that. And so they made sure not to do that with Bill. And Well, now the, the unfortunate part of that is that they're on the hook to him. So, like, that, don't, don't think that's not a factor. That's real money. Well, then, again, then, you know, if that's the case, then you buy your way out of it. Or, or you, you know, when I say buy your way out, you pay. Okay, uh, we're, we're, which they won't do. I fu- know, but you do it. We're futzing with the call screens, which is good timing because we have 10 questions with Bedard anyway. We'll do that right now. more of Felger and Birch on the Sports Hub. You want the answer? You've got to ask the question. Do you have an opinion based on if you had to go with your gut, what, which way it would go? Uh, Sometimes you have to ask it over and over and over again. Why, 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 why? This is 10 Questions with Greg Bedard and Felger and Mass on 98.5, the Sports Hub. All right, 10 questions around the league and here in New England. 10 questions, 10 minutes. we got to be on time. Jimmy, what are our buzzer options? How about putting Matt Jones on Dallas's team someday just for the giggles? <laughs> Can't say that. Go ahead. Next. Potra. Potra? Potra. I thought it was Poitras. Matthew Poitras. Potra. Poitra. Potra. Patra. 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 Matthew Patra. Freaking clown show. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. 100%. Next. F me. Screw me. What, what do I... Like... Okay. It sounded like song lyrics. The way yeah, very yeah, yeah. sing-songy way about it. Well, I just answered the question, Bill, so... Sorry if you don't like the answer, but it's the same answer. <laughs> Next. Last one. How many questions? How many questions? All right, go ahead. Hit it. F me. Screw me. What, what do I... Like, 
What's the song we're thinking of, Murray, with the uh, chick you rocker? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Do me. I don't know if we're on the same level of what we're thinking about, but that's it. F me, screw me. Yeah, no, that's what yeah, I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah, I know. What it's, is that? That's not garbage. It's not registered. It? No, I can't. I don't I can't. know. I don't know if I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, Maz does. Yeah, 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 yeah. Number 10. Does Josh McDaniels have what it takes to be an NFL head coach? He does. He has the potential. I mean, he has a brilliant football mind. I just don't How come know. I don't see it on Sundays. Well, because I think he takes on too much. I think he expends he expends too much energy on things that that aren't in focus, and he's too much in his play sheet. I think if he just managed the game, if he got somebody to run his offense, and he just sat there and thought stuff up during the game, he would give his team an edge. They've lost ten games the past year. They've had fourteen losses since he's been there. And 10 of them have been one by one score or less. If he was thinking more in totality about the game, I think he would put them over the top. My answer is no. In his last 44 games as a head coach, he's 13 and 31. Okay, that goes back to Denver where he started 6-0. and I like the guy. I want him on my staff. I just don't know if he can be a head coach. No, coordinator only. And I feel like every game I watch that's on primetime that he's head coaching, there's always at least a decision. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? And last night it was going for that field goal, which I thought was gutless late in the game. His defense bailed him out, and he got lucky. So when this job ends, this is the last head coaching job he'll have. Next. Well, I just answered the question, Phil. So sorry if you don't like the answer, but it's the same answer. Number nine, what are you seeing or not seeing from Jordan Love and the Packers after their last two nationally televised losses? He just needs to play. He reminds me a lot of Rodgers after he sat his first year. I mean, you know, look, they went 6-10 and his first year. And it wasn't because they lacked talent. He just wasn't ready. You have to learn on the fly. And I, I just think he's he's inexperienced. It feels too conservative to me. Like, that, you know, I know they were talking last night a lot about getting the ball down the field. But there are a lot of check down throws. They don't feel to me like they get him moving enough, given what he can do with his legs. So I would get him rolling out, moving, like make him a playmaker. That's what he is. He sucks throwing the ball down the field. Here's the numbers to prove it. They're ugly. Jordan Love on passes thrown over five yards the last two weeks. 14 of 32 with five interceptions. A halfway competent quarterback should be able to shred the Raiders secondary that blows. So you're done with Jordan Love? Yep, he's out. He sucks. (laughs) Put him on the board. He's done. he, He throws a good ball. So I, I don't know why he's not more accurate downfield. He also, like, I'm not bailing him out. Uh, yeah, he doesn't have anyone to throw to. Those, his receivers aren't ready. Those are all young, you know, the highest drafted receiver they got is a second-round pick. Like, So he's not really throwing to anyone. No uh, back Tiari. I mean, Watson could have made a play for him last night and gotten a touchdown on a long ball. He didn't go get it. Uh, progress isn't linear, it, you know, is what it is. And he made some really nice plays in the second half against the Saints. And he sort of regressed. And I, I could tell what happened last night is they put too much on his shoulders in that Lions game. He was in the shotgun throwing all night against the Lions. And rightfully, they said, well, what are we doing here? Like, no, no. Run the ball. Manage. This is a young quarterback. You have to manage him and try and do that thing. So it felt like last night they were a little too conservative. But he's still not ready. He's got to play. I'm with Greg. And by the way, you jinxed him. You totally jinxed him. How so? In 10 questions after... You know, I was just asking. There. I was just asking. Jinx. I was just asking. Yeah, it's your fault, Felger. Leave, leave yeah. your teams alone. He'll be there. He'll be there. Just you got to be patient, Murray. Go ahead, next. How many questions? How many questions is that, uh, Bill? It was 15. Number eight, are you rooting for or against, or are you rooting against Sean Payton like everyone else seems to be? Not really, but I've always thought that he's had a very punchable face, you know, back even when he was a Cowboys assistant coach. 
I have no shame. Yep, I'm I'm rooting against him. I'm rooting against him hard. I think he's come off as a complete a-hole since he came back. He can't lose enough for my liking. 100% rooting against him. Oh, look, it's another red-ass coach who's been exposed as a fraud without his Hall of Fame quarterback. Real shame he's being humbled. I love it. Keep losing. <laughs> Next. Potra. Potra? Potra. I thought it was Poitras. Matthew Poitras. Uh... <laughs> If Kirk Cousins is traded, since we brought this up the last couple of days, if he is traded from Minnesota before the August uh, October 31st deadline, excuse me, where would be the best landing spot for him? Washington. Go back to where it started. Oh, good, good one. one. That is yeah, good. Yeah, not bad. Uh, Cleveland or Tennessee? If the Browns had a quarterback, because Deshaun Watson blows. If they got Cousins, they could win the – I wouldn't rule them out to win the conference. Those are both good answers. I should have went with Cleveland, but I went with the unsexy Atlanta Falcons. Good roster, suck division. Desmond Ritter's not the answer. The Falcons should be in on them. Next. F me. Screw me. What, what do I, <laughs> like, what's the song we're thinking of? Yeah, you just gotta, you, you gotta, me, it's not garbage. Who's, go, who's the Let female? Let me come back home or something. Lead, no. Hold I, on. Uh, this is terrible. <laughs> it's not garbage, Murray, but it's. Spank it's another old, one with a old, spank a, a, me, whip old me. man radio. It's no, it's not. It's from the nineties. Okay, uh, where was I? Speaking of the deadline, Greg, if the Pats were in sell mode and you were another team, who would you target on the Patriots? Truth be told, nobody. I don't. Now that Judon's hurt, Judon to me is the only player on this team. Okay. Everybody else, they're so overrated. Duggar, Uche, maybe Hunter Henry. I would go for. Well, I mean, we'll take Gonzalez off the board because right. they, they yeah, wouldn't right. trade him you know what i mean right, like, right. who no might, someone active who might the Patriots? not just that but who might the Patriots be willing to trade who you would want if you were another team at the deadline for me it's duggars duggar andrews uche and henry i put duggar and jonathan jones like uh, I, you jo- know, jones is a good one if you're looking for secondary help and you know you're a playoff caliber team those two because again i tried to pick guys who are on the field now but it's hard. I put real effort into this answer. If I'm the Kansas City Chiefs, I call Bill and say, I'd like Hunter Henry for a third round pick. Travis Kelsey's hurt. They could use depth at tight end, could use a weapon. He's good in the red zone. Third Hunter round Henry. pick. He, he's he's he, in a contract. Here. He's implying you guys didn't put any work into that answer. Oh, no. I put work into the answer. I just had trouble coming up with names. The roster also, stinks. Like, believe- I, you know, I'm try- you got to try to pick relevant <laughs> positions. Like, what do you want me to do? Come up with Lawrence Guy? I believe you the know? song you're thinking of is. Jawan Bentley? A, B, C, D, E, F, U from Gale. F you and your mom and your sister. And no, your that's not, no, that's no, not that's it. That's the one. That's not it. Of. Yep. Next thing. Well, I just answered the question, Bill. So sorry if you don't like the answer, but it's the same answer. Tool bag question. Uh, is Las Vegas, the city itself, is it cool? Or is it made up of a bunch of tool bags? Do you like Las Vegas? So I like the... I love the Las Vegas area in general. Like I like like Henderson where the Raiders are located, like cool suburb. Like I like, you know, the the weather, the golf courses, and I like how, you know, this the downtown, the strip is there for entertainment purposes. I think it's really cool. No. Tool bags. Totally. In and out, two days tops. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's like, you know, reasonably entertaining for twenty four hours, maybe thirty six. After that, get the F out. Yeah, mostly tool bags. I'm going to middle it, though. It's just fine. Three days tops. I'm with Maz. Three. It's, it's plastic. It's all a bit much, but it's warm and it's got pools. So if you're warm and you got pools, I'm usually in. It's overrated warm. They, they, shut the pool, they shut pools down in the off season. You, you can't. Oh, no kidding. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. 
When we're there at the Super Bowl in February, there's no pools. Oh, come on. I'm, and I'm saying this like I know, but the, 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 like I know for sure. I think I know the, the several times I've been there huh. in the winter months. And no, no. Oh, that could change everything. You though. know, like that's, that's not, that's Miami Beach. That's Miami. Yeah. Okay, that's South Florida. And there's certain days you can't even do that. But, you know, pools are open and you're hanging out by a pool. In Vegas, I don't think you're hanging at pools in February. I hate to break it to you. I don't like hearing that. Next. How about putting Mac Jones on Dallas's team someday, just for the giggles? <laughs> when you think of the Raiders, the brand, the organization, what do you think of? Al Davis. Lawlessness. Penalty flags and stupid draft picks. Thank you. That's closer <laughs> to what I think of them. Yeah. Overrated trash. Trash. Dirty players. You, you, you know how I've always felt about this. Trash organization. Trash is a good word for them. Overrated trash organization. They're kind of trashy with all those weirdos in the stands and everything else. There was a time, I'll give it to Al Davis, because he was a football guy. There was a time he knew football and could pick winning players. But that's about it. And I and I think John Madden was a classy good guy. And I think you people, you Patriots fans, are the biggest bunch of babies when you talk about him telling Brady to take a knee at the Super Bowl, you sound like a bunch of tool bags. So you mean... Uh, when when, 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 when Daryl Stingley was paralyzed... I'm not done. When Daryl Stingley was paralyzed, your entire Patriots organization got on a plane and flew home and left Daryl by himself in a hotel room. You know who came and visited him? John Madden and his wife. And if you asked uh, Stingley about it till his dying days, he remembers John Madden and his wife being there for him when the Patriots weren't. And you all, eh, take a knee. Oh, how does that sound, John? Like you baby tool bags. Pisses me off every time I hear you cry about that. So he said, take a knee. Big deal. John Madden was cool. Al Davis at one point, a million years ago, knew what he was doing. Otherwise, that organization, complete overrated trash. So Al Davis had a time. He had a time. Mm, but it passed him by? A long time ago, yes. Oh, interesting. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. All right, I'm done. Next. F me. Screw me. What, what do I... <laughs> like? Boomer and Geo today on The Fan in New York were speculating on the bottom uh, falling out on the Giants. Okay, the Giants botting them out, and then how about this? Firing Dayball, selecting Caleb Williams number one, and bringing in Bill Belichick as head coach. If you were a Giants fan, how would you feel about that? I would hate it. I don't want Belichick anywhere near my franchise quarterback. He's probably bringing, like, Juju Sanu and little Jordan Humphrey and Chad Ojo <laughs> Like, are you kidding me? Brian Dayball made Josh Allen Josh Allen. Like, I'm just fine with Brian Day. Really, they're going to fire him after one bad season? They made the playoffs last year with a garbage roster. We tried to tell all the Giants fans they weren't that good, and they all cried. What do you mean we're not that good? You see now? You're not good. If I were a Giants fan, I would like it because I'm desperate and I'm stupid. Gi- I thought this was a two-parter. Giants fan, I'd throw myself down a flight of stairs because okay. the game's passed him by. Hold on. If you were Belichick, how would you feel about this? Boner City. I mean, it's where he made his name. Oh, he for sure. loves the place. Oh, yeah. No, no. Definitely. Complete. Boner. Boner Village. <laughs> yep. Uh, we're talking diving board. Lower East Boner <laughs> Village. He might even leave the microphone up. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> yes. Bill would do that in a heartbeat. Next. How many questions are Along the same lines, if Brian Dayball were available and became the next Patriots head coach, how would we feel about that? I'm good with it. He knows modern offense. He knows how to make a quarterback play well. And so let's go. Good. I like it. I like the idea. I'm good with it. I'm only into it if it means we're getting a new quarterback. Fair. Next. Potra. Potra? Potra. 
I thought it was Poitras. Matthew Poitras. It's just so stupid. You watching Cannabidad tonight? Or I what? thought it was Poitras. <laughs> when you think of a coach in the pros or major colleges, in any sport, in any era, but the coach who stayed on too long and lost it at the end, who comes to mind? Number one is Woody Hayes, Ohio State, punching the Clemson player. So for you kids who don't know, what, what year was that? Do you know? Was oh, it like 78? Yeah. It was in the 70s. Yeah. I thought it was the later 70s. But this was this old kook coach for Ohio State was there forever and he did kind of lose it there at the end to the point where Ohio State threw an interception and the kid on the other team was it Notre Dame I can't remember Clemson Clemson. 1978 Gator Bowl 78 78 Gator Bowl Clemson intercepts his player and he happens to run into the sidelines where Woody Hayes was Woody Hayes grabs him by the face whacking him in the head Google it Google Woody Hayes it's on YouTube yeah Google it just YouTube it Google it Woody Hayes is the answer Joe Paterno. I, I thought it got really yeah. bad at Penn State. Bobby oh, you Knight, think? Bobby no, Knight not just those. that, all the way around. No, but include that. Yeah, that too. I mean, uh, Joe Paterno is my answer. That was that. my answer too. I mean, he was a pudding brain statue for the last, like, 15 years, and it wasn't just the horrors off the field. He was useless as a coach. Bobby Knight's close to. Uh, yeah. Speaking he, of was he? choking a player. Oh, God, I just need to – the Woody Hayes punching the guy on the sidelines is just so – things you want – like, that's one of those that's like – um. There's a knock on the door after the game. Uh, coach, uh, Woody, I, I I think maybe it's time. You think Bill's going to punch Mac Jones? <laughs> yeah, you have to wonder. All right, <laughs> 10 questions in the books. The phones are back up and running to you right after these words. Well, I just answered the question, Bill, so sorry if you don't like the answer, but it's the same answer. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. on the Sports Hub. This was it. This was it. This is what you were thinking. Yes. Okay. Surprised you didn't get this, Murray. Yeah, but she doesn't say F me. Well, but me. same thing. Bend me, break me, I guess I can see where you're going. Bend me, break me. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Stu, play the uh, the buzzer option again. The buzzer option that made me think of it. <laughs> F me, do me. F me. Screw me. Well, what do I? <laughs> anyway. Like, okay. Yeah, yeah, you see? Like, that's exactly. Yeah. I was dead on. Yeah. It was garbage. I knew exactly what I was talking about. I'm surprised you weren't with me. I thought Maz was with me. Yeah. Wait till you hear the song Maz had in his head. <laughs> Ray Parker Jr. This song is wild. <laughs> I've never heard this in my life. Oh yeah, that's bad boy. Ray Parker so, Jr. Uh, that's so, a great one. I'm sorry, I just 
Spank me, whoop me. Mrs. Maz. Go ahead, so, Jimmy, up. stop for a second. So, so quickly again, please. <laughs> I like no. how he lets it hang there for a minute. To let me come back home. Go ahead. The buzzer option first, please. <laughs> F me. Screw me. <laughs> what, what do I, like, what's closer to the bone? Garbage? Let's hear that, please. Okay, now let's hear Maz's whatever the hell this is. So, I never heard the song in my life. It's hysterical. <laughs> By the way, I vote for Maz's selection. Yeah, right. So much, yeah. But that's so Mazzy. Break out the leather, baby. <laughs> Bank me what me, let me come back, back home. home. You guys are a bunch of weirdos. <laughs> Not- Break out the leather, baby. 1980. I got to be punished. I got to be punished, I loved Ray Parker. I, know, yeah. I mean, I can I can see why. Seriously, he yeah, did it's the right go- up your alley. He did the Ghostbusters theme, right? Yeah, right. No, yeah. The other woman. You remember? I heard the song. The other woman. No, not really. Maybe. I'm in love. Yeah. Yes, I have actually. Where the hell did I walk With the into? other woman. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There's a little three minutes of uh, fun for us anyway. This uh, is what happens when the Patriots Sorry, suck. we yeah, won't right. do that again. We'll get back, uh, back to the matter at hand in a long commercial-free segment next. Michael Felger is the man. I'm the freaking man. At least he thinks so. Why wouldn't you want me? Why shouldn't you want me? The audience, eh, not so much. You know how ridiculous you sound. It's the man and man. You tools don't know what you're talking about. 98.5 The Sports Hub. It's kind of like what I said before. I don't think it's about one person. I really don't. I think that uh, there there are definitely things that he can do better. You know, whether it's uh, footwork or you know the read of a route or um, you know the check of a play, or whatever it is. But there's also ten other guys out out there on the field, and all ten of those guys would come in here and tell you that. There's things that I could do better. I mean, you saw David Andrews after the game. There's no better, better guy in this organization than David Andrews. You know, he's taking ownership of what the O line needs to do better. You know, Trent Brown uh, is a great left tackle for us. He's taking ownership of what they need to do better. You know, Hunter Henry, you know, has taken ownership of what the tight ends need to do better. Ramondre Stevenson has taken ownership of what he needs to do better. Coaches, we're taking ownership. It, it is what it is, and we got to get it better. But everybody's understanding what their role is in it and you know as the quarterback you're the focal point everybody understands that so you know you you shoulder a lot of the blame but at the end of the day it's a team sport and we all have to do a better job all right uh, bill o'brien saying it's not all mac jones which i think everyone agrees with but how much is mac jones and does he deserve to take a seat sounds like he won't be Based on comments from Bill O'Brien himself and perhaps uh, Mike Reese sort of intimating 
that they got together, had some meetings yesterday, and determined one more chance for Mac Jones. So that's where we're at. Uh, we'll, do, we'll do a lightning round of calls with Bedard unless there's something you want to get off your chest, big boy. Nope. After that little bit of grab ass. Seth and Taunton, go. Hey, guys. So I had a lot of stuff to say, but lightning round, we'll go with um, the way to rationalize for Kraft, how to get rid of Belichick and absorb the money. This year, upcoming free, uh, free agent class is garbage. Just don't spend any money on free agents this year. Accept that as you're basically paying off Bill Belichick's entire contract. Start over fresh, go into the draft, tank for three years. Why would you? No, tank for three years. Uh, and why would you let a billionaire owner get away with, well, I'm not going to spend on players because I'm paying off my coach? God, Seth, did I hate that uh, call. Matt in the car on all fronts. Go ahead, Matt. Okay, not ready to go. This is a big boy lightning round. Brian and Lowell. Go ahead, Brian. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking the call. Greg, I hope you can offer some insight into this. In the offseason, DeAndre Hopkins is brought in. Within three or four days, they end up giving an extension to Devontae Parker. Uh, Hopkins goes out as eight catches for 140 yards this past week. Was there actually a discussion, do you think, that took place where they decided they'd rather have Devontae Parker than Hopkins? Because Belichick can go if he thinks that. No. They just didn't want to pay DeAndre Hopkins. Greg, your thoughts? Right. I think the, the Patriots put a value and said, you know, this is our offer. Take it or leave it. Somebody, the Titans, upped it, and the Patriots didn't want to match, and he was gone. But, you know, look, I think I think if the Patriots brought back, if they just they brought in Hopkins, kept Jacoby Myers, and found a real third down back, I plus figure out the offensive line, <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of a big component, you know, I think they'd, they'd be a lot better off. Mark and Medford, go, Mark. Hey, Mike, it's obvious Jones has no one to throw the ball to, but I saw something on Sunday that might help out. I saw a very unhappy Devontae Smith in Philly. I'd like to get Badad's thoughts on that one. Devontae Smith in Philly, what would that take? Multiple first-round picks and $30 million a year? You think they're going to do something like that? Like, why would they do that? No. Why would the, no, why would the Eagles move on from here. Him? Yeah, I don't think the, the Eagles won't move on from him. I think the Eagles have had some issues this year on offense, you know, getting going. Um, but, you know, they're, what are they, 4-0? Uh, five and zero, oh, you know they'll figure it out. Yeah, the, they'll talk him off the ledge. He'll be all right. Mike and Milford go. Hey, uh, I'm just confused by a take that I always hear on this show, which is that Mac Jones he doesn't have an offensive line, he doesn't have any receivers, the team sucks, but somehow he's just supposed to figure it out. It's kind of a confusing take that you all kind of repeat. And then the other thing is, he was talking about last week when they got smoked by the Cowboys. He was talking about how they only had – he said something about we worked on this a lot in the two days of practices that we had. And I just wonder if that's him taking a subtle shot because this week they're practicing on Tuesday for the first time all season. I think some, I think I heard well, – They did this because they wanted to meet yesterday and figure out what they were going to do for the week. So they flipped the off days. That That's all that was about. I, I'm not asking Mac Jones to quote-unquote figure it out with no offensive line and no one to throw to. I'm asking him not to turn the ball over. And so are they, and that's reasonable, Greg. Like you don't, right. and to make the plays that are there, they're not always there. But when when presented with a play, make it, make the plays you can make, and don't turn the ball over. Mm-hmm. Like that's it. And if what's around him isn't good enough to win, I think there'll be a level of understanding there. But you know, don't be part of the problem. And he's been a big part of the problem the last couple of weeks. Definitely, no question. Uh, we've got uh, Chris in South Carolina. Yes, Chris. Hey guys, I got two questions for you. One replacing Belichick and the other replacing Jones. Um, if we're going to salvage the season at all, we don't have a quarterback on the roster that's going to do it. With our offensive line, 
uh, so porous and our receivers can't separate. Um, I think we need to get, and you guys give me your opinion, but maybe a backup quarterback somewhere, a mobile quarterback that um, can, you know. Chris, this is a lightning round. You just need to be quicker. Uh, Malik Cunningham, any shot for him, Greg? Not from the way uh, O'Brien talked about him today. Talked about him. He's uh, made a lot of progress as a receiver on the practice squad. He's one of our best practice squad receivers, he said. He said he gave us a good look running some Taysom Hill stuff mm-hmm. on the scout team, but he talked to him. He talked about him today as a receiver. Yeah, I mean, from, from talking to people around the team, I think you know if Mac Jones doesn't succeed this week, if he doesn't retain his job, I think it's Will Greer's. Well, that's time. what I was just going to say, too. What about Greer? Greer moves, right? I, I guess he does, yeah. So, uh, I, yeah. No, not little, great? Not great, no. Great. <laughs> well, better than Jones. Better than Zappy, hopefully. Mark and Easton. Yes, Mark, you're next. Yes. How you guys doing, fellas? Listen, I, I get it. It's not all Mac's fault. He's a big problem, in my opinion. But I can't fathom a reason. Like, this team's so bad that even if the other team took a knee every play the last two weeks, they still would have lost 15-3 to and 7 nothing. Okay. You get your own uh, show. If you're going to come with material like that. Greg, break down uh, Patriots-Raiders. Uh, so... Look, those Patriot, those Raiders coaches know the Patriots really well, and I think Bills had a devil of a time against former assistants, and they have two of them with McDaniel's and um, Patrick, Patrick Graham on the defensive side, so they'll understand what the Patriots are trying to do. But I think, look, this game isn't about the Raiders. This is about the Patriots getting right. Like you know, when Bill says we need to start over, I would not be surprised if they come out and run say seven to ten times in a row run the ball seven to ten times in a row he's done that before there was a game in Miami the Steven Jackson game that was more about getting the offensive line ready for the playoffs but I think they need to reset the pad level and the blocking and there's no better way to do it than running the ball but I if if I'm them offensively I am running the ball a ton I'm repping those plays the pass plays are being scaled down to five or six concepts, and they're gonna—they're only gonna be used in the game if they are repped well in practice, like multiple times. Like you have to strip it down to the studs and crawl before you can walk. The Raiders—I'm um, a little bit behind on my Raiders film uh, this year because the Patriots have been such a crap show. Um, but from what I've seen of them, uh, look, Devontae Adams—you have to worry about—they don't have much at tight end. Josh Jacobs after his holdout, is not the same guy. He looks heavy to me. He's not the same dynamic running back, uh, running the ball or passing the ball. The defense is extremely challenged, uh, especially if Nate Hobbs, the cornerback, isn't out there. You can run the ball on them. You've got to take care of Max Crosby. Um, but, you know, Josh will have things, to some some plays dialed up. Devontae Adams is just, he's unbelievable. He okay. really is. It doesn't feel like he and Garoppolo are quite on the same page. I mean, last no, night, and they've had some protection problems, which which have been odd uh, so far this year. But yeah, it, th- their offense is just as bad as yours uh, to this point. How does Garoppolo look to you, Maz? You watch last night? At I all? did. I watched some of it. Yeah, I th- I was saying to these guys during one of the breaks. I don't think you were in the studio. I think he's throwing the ball well in terms of the. You know, the zip on the ball, the tightness of the spiral. But you can set your watch to a terrible pick at least a game. Exactly. Mm -hmm. The decision-making sometimes still a little suspect. I still feel like he's he's just never got back to the way he looked at times here. He still throws flat-footed. Like, I just, I felt like when he was here and he played in those games and even in the preseason, he was just sort of bouncy and light on his feet and great sort of presence back there. And the ball came out right behind the ear. And I love the whole 
sort of his setup and his release and his footwork. And I feel like I maybe it was the knee, but ever since he tore the knee, it's like flat-footed, throwing on flat on his heels, and uh, just it all seems panicky. It too. doesn't feel yep. like the same guy. It so just hasn't I, been the same guy for seven years. I'm just telling you, he's still got a lot on the ball. Relatively, oh yeah, speaking. he could he could spin it. You know, he's still got. That's all I mean. I'm not. You know, you can speak to the mechanics, and and I don't. You know, maybe I've watched too much Mac Jones, but there's still something on the ball. Like someone emailed or tweeted or something here in the last half hour about what about Jones for Garoppolo? If I were the Patriots, I would do that. It's the same concept as Jones for uh, Cousins, except Garoppolo's got maybe even a little better of a contract. Yeah, uh, you know, neither of which you're going to pay. You know, but the, both those teams would have to swallow the money. But it's the same principle. Garoppolo's the placeholder as you draft the guy next year, and then the guy next year plays only when he's ready, and you've got a placeholder in the meantime. And same concept as Cousins. Yes, it, it's it's been a little bit bumpy. Like people have to remember, like you know, he was in the Patriots system, but then he went the Shanahan system for a long time. I mean, you know, five, six, what, seven years that he was there, and that system um, is more defined for the quarterback. Not as many reads. Um, it's not as dependent on the quarterback in his mind as the Patriots system is. So. He's having to go back to that, and you could tell he's thinking through. Like it's 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 going to take some time for him to really get synced up again with this offense. Patriots can win this game on defense, though. They can, as to, to Murray's point, Garoppolo does throw just about a pick every game. It feels that way, anyway. Does he have seven already on the year? I, it's something. Sounds right. I think he has seven. Yeah, it's something like. And he that. missed a, a he game missed and a game. half with mm-hmm. a concussion or something. Yeah, or a game anyway. I mean, he, he still got him at two and two. They lost one game without him. Yep, seven picks. He's never had a losing season other than the one and two year where he got hurt. You're like Carlton and Norwell with the Belichick stats when it comes to Garoppolo. It's uh, seriously on your deathbed. You're going to be reciting Garoppolo winning mm-hmm. stats. I'm just telling you, they usually win when he plays. That's all. <laughs> Are I'm you going to bust you. out the helmet later in I'm the just week? A, it's quite possible, Greg. Thank you for reminding okay. me. Okay, uh, Greg. Thanks for coming by. We appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Good to see you. You wanted that? What was the name of your song again? What was the Ray? Oh, what, Bad Boy, Ray Parker Jr. If you want to <laughs> bust out the Ray Parker Jr. song for the little lady back at home tonight, yeah, play it on the ride home. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we can. <laughs> Mrs. Bedard would do seeing her husband in a leather thong. Oh, yeah, uh, poorly, as, as the world would. Uh, back to your thoughts, State of the Patriots, on the precipice here of what we discuss. Uh, Murray, 90 seconds, no commercials, just the update, and we're right back.